Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. I am back with Jody Mockaby and we are having so much fun this week just talking about homeschooling, about family, about family culture, about being intentional with our homeschooling and with the decisions that we're making with our families. I mean, just so many rich conversations that we've had this week. And so I hope you've been encouraged. If you've missed those episodes, go back and listen to Monday and Wednesday and you will be encouraged. We also talked about her new book. It's called The Whole and Healthy Family. This is a great book. It's helping your kids thrive in mind, body, and spirit. And I've really enjoyed going through this book. So thank you, Jody, for being back with me today and um, just for all the the heart and hard work that you put into this book, but also just into bringing encouragement to homeschool families. I know you do that really well through Instagram and, um, you know, through the different platforms that God has given you. So I really, really do appreciate that. But before we jump back into our conversation, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, CTC Math. If you guys are looking for a great online math program, go to ctcmath.com, try them out for free, ctcmath.com. All right, Jody, I want to talk about Charlotte Mason. And you mentioned, I don't remember if it was in part one or two, but you mentioned that you are, are, are a Charlotte Mason-y type of homeschool mom. And I wish that when I had started homeschooling 12 years ago, that I knew who Charlotte Mason was, that I was more familiar with her style of teaching. Because when I first started, of course, I started like so many other moms where I sat my four-year-old at the time down at the table and I said, okay, here's your worksheets, go. And she's like, oh, Okay. And she hated it. She still till this day hates worksheets because it to her, it was just nonsense, busy work. My younger daughter loves them. She thinks they're fun. Um, but my older daughter did not like that. She just wanted to go dig in the dirt and play and take walks and find leaves. As a matter of fact, a few days ago, we had um, our friend's little boys were here at our house. And so she said, mom, walks are so much more fun with these boys when I take them and I give them things to find. And I tell them, go see how many red leaves you can find and go see how many yellow leaves you can find. And let's see how many bugs we can find. And I was like, she's doing the Charlotte Mason method all on her own. It doesn't even know it. So talk about your homeschool journey and why you've chosen the method that you've chosen and how that's worked for your family. I would say at the beginning, we began just like you did. I had several workbooks and I you know, sat the kids down at the table and handed them their workbook per subject. And I noticed with my oldest specifically, he could fill in the blanks really well. But when it came to me reading aloud, which I was told would be a good thing to do for homeschool, um, and I would ask a question or I'd ask him to tell it back, which I was also told, hey, just have them narrate, have them tell back what you read. He couldn't do that. And I thought it was fascinating how quickly he could fill out a blank, but he couldn't process the information that I was reading aloud to him. And so almost immediately, I just realized he knows the system. He figured Mm. out the system. I mean, remember both of my older boys had been in school for one to two years. Right. So he already knew what was expected of him. Find the bold word and then fill in the blank with the bold word. You know, it, it was this realization that, he was not processing this information. He didn't even probably understand it. He just knew how to fill in the blank. Right. That was within about the first week after I had spent all of this money on, I believe it was even a classical curriculum. It was a really nice curriculum, but it was still fill in the blank. 
And I was realizing he's not learning any of this. None of it means anything to him. He just wants to get through so he can go outside and play. And so I remember just praying, you know, like, Lord, I, I really want to do what's best for my family. I want us to thrive. I mean, how, what am I supposed to do? And I just remember feeling this prompt to look for the places that they find joy. And one of the things that they enjoyed the most is when I would read to them, they would just come up to me and cuddle. And even Mm -hmm. my toddler twins would be still and listen and they were engaged and it was just a really beautiful time. And so I thought, how can I make school from just reading? And so that's really what started my quest um, to understand Charlotte Mason. And as I remember Googling, can you teach homeschool through books? <laughs> you know, it was like, yeah. I didn't even know of <laughs> Charlotte Mason, to be honest. Sure. All I knew is that what brought joy into our home was reading aloud. And yeah. so I needed some sort of resource. And then I discovered Beautiful Feet books. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've heard of them, but they're yeah. literature based. And we started with their early American history study and it taught me how to teach through living books. And so that was kind of my first exposure to Charlotte Mason. They also encouraged to notebook through, um, you know, the, the study. And my oldest son was super academic and can handle, you know, copy work and, and all the writing mechanics and everything that came very naturally to him. But my second son hated writing. It was painful for him. It caused tears. And, you know, they, they were so different in the way that they handled the actual written p- portion. Yeah. But my second son loved drawing and he would draw for hours. And it just, it was so perplexing to me because his hand would get so tired writing a sentence, but he could draw out this beautiful, <laughs> accurate owl, you know? And I just thought that's so, that's so strange. But if I could somehow marry the two, then maybe that will um, encourage him to write. And so we started our kind of own notebooking journey by creating a very specific system for notebooking, which I sell a manual in our shop because it has been so um, publicized in yeah. the homeschooling community because we really have it down to an art, no pun intended. Sure. <laughs> um, but so every day within probably the first, I would say six months of our homeschooling journey, we figured out a beautiful rhythm with using living books and notebooking. Yeah. And so from that time forward, that has been what we have done. And it was very experimental. I really trusted the system. I've never taught formal grammar to my children, but they can write beautifully. And that's because they've been exposed to good literature and prose and grammar and spelling all through the books that they've had in their hands or that I've had on my lap and through their writing. So it's been a very organic process of them learning how to write and learn. And it's all been through living books. So we haven't touched any textbooks or workbooks since then. And it's just been a, a really beautiful process to see that now my oldest is in college classes wow. and without having any formal grammar, he's getting A's in, in those classes. So it's kind of a testament that it does work, yeah. it's fruitful um, to not you know live in fear, but just write it out and you'll see the fruit from it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. That's so encouraging because 
we often wonder, you know, are we doing this right? Are we messing up our kids? Is just reading to them enough? And, you know, of course you, you throw some math in there and, and some other things, but, um, but yeah, it, good, good literature, not junk liter- literature, twaddle, you know, as she calls it. Right. Um, that's not going to do any good for them. Actually, that could do them some harm, but reading good literature to our kids, um, is so, it's so fun. And that goes back to building the relationships with them because then you're building that memory with them of experiencing a book together and having that time with them to just sit and snuggle, or maybe they don't want to snuggle like your daughter. She doesn't want to snuggle, but she wants to sit and maybe draw or build with Legos or do something else while you're reading to her. And even still you're building that memory with her. So so many benefits to it. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents, this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course. And we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. Apologia supports homeschool families with Christ-centered K-12 homeschool curriculum designed to engage your student as they experience the awe and wonder of creation and their creator. Designed by leading scholars with a biblical worldview, Apologia's award-winning curriculum is written in a conversational tone directly to the student to encourage independence. Hands-on activities and experiments help students solidify the concepts they're exploring and build a lifelong love of learning. Visit us at Apologia.com. We are back with Jody, And at the beginning of this conversation today, we were talking about Charlotte Mason and what that's looked like in your family. I know you've got tons of really great resources on your website. Um, You've created a lot of good curriculum. Tell us about that. Well, I think most of the curriculum has been created because my children have taken a specific interest in a specific subject. And I have kind of written a study for them to kind of be able to hone in on or target our interests in. And so all of the studies that are listed on my site. They're actually studies that we have done together as a family because my children took some sort of interest in a specific book. And I could just see that that interest ignite in them. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to quench it by moving on to the next book, or I didn't want to put it out by moving on to the next book. So we would, and they hate this when I do this, but <laughs> we'll start a book and I could see they have lots of questions and they're curious and they want more And then I'll take the book away so that I can put a study together for them because I can see how interested they are. But, you know, a week later, I'll come back and we'll have multiple resources to go through, whether that's some picture books or YouTube videos or music or just kind of all different senses are engaged in going down this what I call learning thread where you just continue to follow the path that it leads you on. And so that's how all of our unit studies have been created is just by a spark of interest that we have chosen to follow. And um, it's been a really beautiful process because we notebook through it all. So we have all of these binders filled with beautiful artwork Mm. that essentially kind of builds a curriculum. It shows what they've learned 
and they review it. They still review what we've read years ago because it's Mm. their own work. So there's a certain amount of pride there that takes place. So not only are they reviewing work that we've learned and it's kind of, you know, either reigniting a passion or just reminding them of a specific concept or information, but they also just, um, they have this pride of ownership that they carry with them on everything that they've created. So I offer the studies that we have written and created on the site. I also offer a getting started manual for families that are maybe wanting to walk away from the boxed curriculum uh-huh. and do a more Charlotte Mason, um, you know, school philosophy or, or somehow try to adopt some of those, um, aspects of the philosophy into their home. So I, I kind of lay out our own homeschool philosophy, which is mostly Charlotte Mason based, but there's even a little bit of unschooling there. Okay. And the unschooling aspect is more along the lines of becoming a student of your child Uh. and targeting your education towards their interests. So it's kind of more interest led, but I'm always adding to the plate, to the feast, if you will, to see what sparks their interest because they won't discover it unless it's kind of presented to them at times. So always kind of trying to present new ideas and and different books and see what kind of ignites their interest. Yeah, that's so cool. So you've basically taken the Charlotte Mason method and coupled it with unit studies and a little bit of unschooling and created what works best for your family. And by the way, we are not down on textbooks or anything like that. I mean, that's the beauty of homeschooling. One of the many beauties of homeschooling is that you do do what works best for your family. I mean, lots of families exactly. love textbooks. The kids love them and that's what works great for them. And so you've kind of taken a little bit of three different flavors of homeschooling and mixed them together to make what works best for you. Do you want to encourage independent learning in your students? Do you have multiple students with individual learning styles? Homeschooling is an excellent opportunity to customize your child's education. BJU Press is here to help. For each academic subject, BJU Press has created video lessons that will lead your child through each of their courses. Your child will experience thorough lesson content administered by experienced and engaging teachers who will walk your child through the assignments so they know what to expect. Visit their website at bjupresshomeschool.com to see what courses are available for your student. And I think ultimately the mom sets the the thermostat in the room and in the schooling experience. And so if mom's not into it, the kids aren't going to be into it. Right. And so one thing I discovered, you know, when my children found great joy in books, I did too. Oh yeah, And I remember trying a, a specific textbook and I just, I could barely stay awake through it. Um, and I just thought, man, how are they supposed to be excited about this if I'm falling asleep, you know, while reading through it with them? And so that's why I just decided if mom's excited and passionate, the, the kids respond accordingly. Yeah. And so much more is going to be retained when everyone is interested versus really having to get through this like drudgery, you know? So that's why our philosophy has kind of remained the same because every single child, even though they're all so different, really responds well to this philosophy in our home. And like you said, if that looks different for a different family, if the family, if the children love the textbooks or the mom really likes the, the schedule of that or the, um, 
you know, the way it's laid out, then yep. she should stick with that because yep. the children will certainly respond accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. So great. All right. Well, we will put links to all of those things on the, or in the show notes. What is your website again? So people can find all of these great resources that you have. Uh, my website is jodymockaby.com okay. and Instagram is jodymockaby. Sounds great. And then you've also got your new book, The Whole and Healthy Family. We'll put links to that as well. What is one last bit of encouragement that you can leave with our audience? Um, this is going to be a recent discovery for myself. So I'm just going to share this because it kind of encouraged me. Um, you know, that one voice, and we've talked about it earlier of, am I doing enough? Yeah. Um, that tends to stick around with homeschoolers almost on the daily, you know, mm -hmm. I discovered recently that that is not a bad thing to ask that. Mm. And so I realized when that voice is there, that that is almost like a form of accountability for us as moms. And so if we ever get so comfortable and feel like we're doing amazing, then we perhaps are probably missing a few things, you know? So I just want to encourage you, if you hear that voice, don't look at it as shame or guilt or something to bring you down and let it be an encouragement to you that you care yeah. and yeah. that you're always striving to make intentional decisions for your kids. And that kind of turned for me this last year. I just realized like, I need to embrace that. That's a good thing to carry with you to wonder if you're doing enough because ultimately we will never be able to do enough because right. we are human and sinful, right. but it's okay to strive and run the race. You know, it's okay to do that. It's okay to hope that you're doing enough, but not really know if you are, that's a good place to be. That keeps us humble and, um, yeah. always kind of accountable. So that's my encouragement to you is don't necessarily reject that. Just kind of embrace that voice and use it as a form of accountability. Yep. Love it. Jody. thank you so much for being with us this week. It has been a real pleasure talking to you. Um, truly an honor. I, I love the wisdom that you have and I really appreciate your time and encouragement this week. Thanks for sharing with me and with our audience. Um, all the things that God is teaching you and has taught you and for uh, sharing your new book with us. I really have enjoyed talking with you this week. It's been fun. It has been so fun. And thank you so much for having me, Yvette. I've, I'm really honored that you guys would have me on the podcast. Yeah, well, thank you so much. You guys, thank you for listening. I hope you've been encouraged this week as I have been. We will put all links to all things Jody Mockaby in the show notes so that you can find her easily. If you love this podcast. If it is an encouragement to you, would you consider making a donation to the Schoolhouse Rocked ministry? You can go to our website, schoolhouserocked.com. It's what keeps this ministry going um, and the podcast going and everything else that we have going on. Um, we would really appreciate that if you would just pray about that and consider that. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you back here on Monday with another fantastic guest. See you then. Bye. I'm Paul Hastings, the host of Compelled Podcast. We use gripping, immersive storytelling to celebrate the powerful ways God is transforming Christians around the globe. Listen to unique and compelling testimonies from people like Ron, who was sentenced to 500 years in prison at the age of 22. Ron knew that he was utterly alone, or was he? Or listen to Virginia, an attorney defending Christians in court who one fateful afternoon came face to face with a trained assassin sent to kill her. With countless stories demonstrating the power of Jesus Christ to change lives, you can listen to Compelled on your favorite podcast app or by visiting compelledpodcast.com.